part-time. Funnyman.com. Okay, so we're all familiar with the phrase, a butterfly flaps its wings. I think like the original elongated phrase was like a butterfly flaps its wings and boom, there's a hurricane or something. I don't know if they said boom, but you get it. And we all know the point is that one teeny tiny thing can set off a ripple effect that turns into a big thing, right? We know about a lot of these, such as, you know, probably uh, one of the more famous ones is like, you know, had Archduke Ferdinand's not wanted to turn around, then he's never assassinated, and it's possible that there's not a world war. You know what I mean? Now, I'm certain that eventually <laughs> everybody would have, you know, I, I do believe that the Germans would have ended up declaring war on the world, but maybe it wouldn't have happened as soon. Who knows? There's a lot of things that could have been different because of that. But I read about one yesterday that absolutely stopped me in my tracks and got me to start thinking about every single decision I've ever made in my life and whether I did the right thing. And it, it was this, um, because this went like, okay, yeah, butterfly flaps his wings. If he don't turn around, it's possible that they, it, that, uh, I can't remember the dude who shot Archduke Ferdinand, but it's possible that that person goes and finds him anyways, right? Well, this one is a little bit crazier and the event, like the, the inciting event was an even smaller thing in my opinion. So I'm reading this book called Understanding Jefferson. It's about Thomas Jefferson. Um, I'm fascinated with the founding fathers in the Revolutionary War. Um, I, I'm, and what I'm fascinated about is, and what I want to do, is learn the true stories about them. And, and I know a decent amount because I've always been into war and I've been into old stuff. But like y'all know as well as I do that like almost every single political pundit seems to try and think that they know exactly what the founding fathers would think on current situations. And I'm just here to tell you, even without knowing anything else, there's no way to know that. <laughs> there's absolutely no way to know that. These dudes were some of the most complicated men that ever lived. They were great men, but I don't mean that they were good men. I can't, be, I can't remember... Where I heard someone talking one time was like, you know, there's a difference between a great man and a good man. And often, in order to be a great man, you can't be a good man. And this person was talking about how they, they had made the decision. They're like, I could be a great man, but I think I'd rather be a good man. And, and I get what they mean by that. Like, great doesn't mean, great doesn't always mean positive you know, it just means great. Like Hitler was a great man. That's a crazy thing to say. Like you would, but you would say Martin Luther King is a great man. He sort of fits into both categories where it's like, I think he was a good man and a great man. He was complicated as well, but like the term great here. Uh, and I've always thought that of all the founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson seemed to be a, of a different level of greatness. I mean, this dude is an absolute Renaissance man brilliant dude who 
really, if his wife hadn't have died, he wouldn't have even gone into politics because this guy was rich enough by like 33 that he was just going to build Monticello and just live there for the rest of his life and just make wine and shit. Then his wife uh, dies at Martha, I believe. She dies at 33 and he just needs to do stuff because he needs to keep his mind off of it and yada, 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 boom, president. Well, here's the ripple effect thing. Um, before he was president, he was in the Continental Congress or, or whatnot, and he had proposed a bill, and this is going to sound so insane, considering that Thomas Jefferson owned 200 slaves, but he proposed and drew up a bill <clears throat> that stated that all new states coming into the Union, like whenever a, a territory or whatever was going to become a state, they were outlawed from having slaves so it's like if you want to be a state in the united states you can't have slaves right and again you look at this in in one respect and if you just see it at that level you go oh this guy he he was against slavery right but then again how do you combat the fact that he owned 200 slaves it's probably more likely that he wasn't completely against slavery he was just against other people having them <laughs> you know what i mean I don't know what his reasoning would be. Maybe it's just like, well, if everybody has, if I'm the only one that has slaves, I'll have so much of an advantage over these people who have to do all the work themselves. I don't know what it, I don't know what it could be, but like, you can't just look at that one single fact and go, he's against slavery. He's a good man. Considering not only did he have 200 slaves, but he also had extremely inappropriate relationships with them, which the book that I'm reading, Understanding Jeff Jefferson, actually does talk about. I'm not going to lie. Uh, when I first picked it up, I'm always worried to read about the, you know, the past and it, because like we know that like so much of our history has been completely whitewashed and like we only want to read about these people being heroes i talked to y'all on an earlier podcast about the notion of dad history and how like basically what dad history means is like uh you know sort of simplifying uh historic tales into simply this person was good and this person was bad and we root for this person when we all know that things are way more gray than that you know it's people <laughs> it, like this world isn't hulk hogan and roddy piper's this world is mostly stone cold steve austin's if that makes sense to y'all and what that means is hulk hogan was a clear baby face good guy roddy piper was a clear bad guy heel but with stone cold you rooted for him but then sometimes he'd do some shit that wasn't right but you rooted for him anyways that's what most of our history is is a bunch of stone cult right well a lot of people don't want to hear that they want to go nope george washington only good so i was worried that they were going to i swear i'm getting to my point in a minute i thought they were going to do that in this book frankly i was going to read it anyways because like I wanted to read, I just wanted to read about Jefferson and a lot of the stuff out there is, is going to be, you know, that, but no, they absolutely talk about it. They talk about Sally, uh, Hemming and all that stuff. And anyways, back to the butterfly flapping its wings thing. I'm so sorry, y'all, you know, I have ADD. He puts forth this bill that proposes, Hey, no new States can have slaves, right? Well, all the Continental Congress needed in order for this to pass was every single North state to vote 
yay. Because as you can imagine, every single Southern state voted nay. They were like, no, slaves, yay, <laughs> great. Yeah, no, I mean, nay, but yay to slaves, nay to the bill. So all they needed was the North. And the thing is, is that everybody in the North did say yay to the bill, but there was a problem. And here was the problem. There was a guy named John Beatty. I hope I'm saying that right. There was a guy named John Beatty. And he was one of the delegates for New Jersey. There were two delegates of New Jersey. The one delegate of New Jersey voted yay. John Beatty, who would have voted yay, had called in sick that day. Well, I guess he didn't call in sick. He sent a pigeon that he was sick. And because he was sick and because he was not able to vote, they didn't just take the one delegate from New Jersey and go, okay, New Jersey votes yay. They had to nullify New Jersey's vote completely. And the bill didn't pass. And if you think about just that, that could have absolutely prevented the Civil War. If in 17-whatever, 80-whatever, whenever this was, if all of a sudden no new states could have slavery, then there's less slavery to fight for from the Confederates' point of view. And it changes a lot of things. You get that ball rolling earlier, and all of a sudden, hey, who knows? Maybe the civil rights movement happens in, you know, 1910. Maybe it happens in 1885. Who fucking knows, dude? But, like, all because this guy called in sick. You know, we always think about how each historic event was, you know, it was... uh it was caused by this grandiose thing. Dude, it was just because this dude was sick. He was sick and that bill didn't pass. And that is crazy, dude. Like now I'm walking around the woods going, oh my God, what? What if I should have stayed home? You know, what if what if me deciding to go walk in the woods instead of staying at home today is somehow responsible for a robot uprising? Do you get what I'm saying? That is fucking crazy. Anyways, that's all I'm going to say about Thomas Jefferson right now because I do want to talk to y'all at length about him and the Founding Fathers later, but I'm still early on in this book. It's a great book. I would highly suggest it. It's called Understanding Jefferson. I got it for 75 cents at McKay's. And, uh, dude, I, I can't I can't tell you enough how how much you should be taking a chance on cheap books at McKay's you know because like we we definitely ascribe that like when you go to McKay's like of course the you know Slaughterhouse 5 is still going to be even if they've got a bunch of copies like it's still going to be selling for you know $12 which is high money at McKay's McKay's is a used bookstore so everybody's like you we ascribe value to something that costs more like this means it's a better book and maybe that's true sometimes but some gems that I have picked up for 50, 75 cents have been some of the best and most informative books that I've ever read in my life. And, um, you know, some of it because I totally judged a book by its cover, sometimes because I didn't. But Understanding Jefferson is a great one. Also, what I'm currently reading, I'm reading several books at the same time, but they're all on the Revolutionary War, so it's like fine. I do that sometimes. I don't know how y'all are, but like I'll definitely read several books, you know, at the same time as long as like 
Like I'll read like, well, nonfiction. I can read three nonfiction books at the same time. It's hard to read three fictional books at the same time because like you have to snap in and remember what world you're in all of a sudden. And like if you're reading three nonfictions about the Revolutionary War, like who gives a shit? You might not remember which book, which fact came from what book, but you're all getting, it's the same story. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm reading Understanding Jefferson and I'm reading, uh, the America's first conspiracy, the plot to kill George Washington, which is also fantastic. Learning some stuff I did not know. And then the one I'm about to smart, smart, the one I'm about to smart, that was an, the opposite of a Freudian slip. The one I'm about to smart is called, uh, who's your founding father. And that is a uh, one man's quest to find out, you know, the, the, the real, you know, protagonists in the declaration of independence and stuff like that so you know y'all know me when i start on something i make it my whole personality so i definitely want to talk at large about the revolutionary war but i got some digging to do but i just wanted to do a quick little i won't say history lesson because y'all you know i'm not a teacher but i just thought that was so interesting and a, a great thought starter on like you know how many other events in our history were caused simply because someone took five minutes too long to take a shit. It's crazy, man. And uh, it interests me. So I hope y'all enjoyed that. Hope it gave you something curious to think about on your Friday. I hope that you're having a wonderful day at work. Um, I hope that you have a blessed weekend. And please be safe. As y'all know, that it is Memorial Day weekend. And if you live in the South, you know that... Uh, Whew, funeral home gonna be busy on thursday that's all i can tell you goddamn people wild out gonna be a lot of fingers get lost gonna be a lot of divorces she wait so be careful don't drink and drive just every time and don't drink as much every time you think about uh having another beer just have a hot dog instead that's what i'm gonna do you know so anyways i love y'all uh talk to you later thank you so much for subscribing to the Substack. and if you haven't new episode of putting on airs came out today uh, with me and trey crowder it's called uh orca sorkin and porkin because <laughs> we talked about orca whales aaron sorkin being up his own butt and uh porkin it's a great episode you can get it at watchpoa.com that's how you watch it i think that's the best way to enjoy the show but it's also wherever you get your podcast putting on airs thank you for supporting everything i do and i'm out of breath from walking <laughs> love y'all bye